Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I'm one of your big boys, Matimus Decimus Meridius, father to a, a slain podcast, husband to a, another slain podcast, and I will have my vengeance in this podcast or the next, because Spectrum killed, killed our podcast last week. <laughs> and I'm another one of your big boys. John George. <laughs> I'll keep it simple yeah. on this one. Uh, yeah. BB's referencing uh, our stream on Friday. We're a little late to uh, posting this podcast. It usually goes up Monday morning. Uh, but Spectrum decided they didn't want us to go up Monday morning this time. Yeah, my internet uh, just straight up died. Um, and so <laughs> I, we just had to stop recording. So we, we got like 15 minutes into that episode and uh then then we had to stop so now we're back here uh again to uh redo it and i even got to do the intro again which was much better this time <laughs> yeah bb made a little i mean you guys could it's still on the internet um it's on my twitch channel still if you want to watch the first 15 minutes of the podcast and then 15 minutes of me reacting to youtube videos <laughs> i guess it's still up but this is the real podcast all right um, no deleted scenes here. Yeah. We're going in. And um, yeah, I, I did. I think we ended the podcast <laughs> right when I was in the middle of me talking about what I watched. <laughs> yeah, you you had just begun like the first thing that you had watched uh, when I had uh, when my uh, face got deleted from <laughs> the Twitch stream. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you were frozen for a while, too, and I didn't notice. <laughs> so I kept going and I was like. Oh wait, BB is frozen. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was gone. Um, but uh, hold on, because I think before we even talk about what we watched last week, I should. Uh, <laughs> Do you know that song? No, <laughs> it's a Wonder Woman theme song. It sucks. Oh, uh, uh, okay. I like the. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Wonder Woman theme song, not bad. All right, I have no, I don't remember it, it at all. I've only it's, st- well, that's it. It's like a screaming electric just, cello, um, over and it and sounds over like that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what's the Justice League theme song? Who do you think anyone on this earth remembers the Justice League theme song? This is me trying to talk about the Snyder Cut, ladies and gentlemen. We have been blessed. HBO has gone maximum, and with uh that that level of maximumness they have decided to invest 20 to 30 million dollars in reviving Zack Snyder's uh long lost cut of Justice League <laughs> we can't call it that cuz it never existed in the first place um it's it's just it's just going to be all the footage that they reshot for the Joss Whedon version and they're actually going to put special effects on it now i guess wow this is Praise HBO, by the way. HBO, you are kings, you know, for releasing this amazing film that's going to change everyone's lives, clearly. Um, Yeah. It's going to be the best day of a lot of people I know's life, uh, and they'll remember it forever. So, Yeah, I mean, it's not every day that a bad movie is made into a good movie um, incredibly easily and quickly, uh, (laughs) and it's guaranteed that that turnaround is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think in celebration, this is a kind of a segment I want to be 
to be reoccurring. <laughs> um, so we, we're probably going to come back to this because the Snyder Cut's not set to come out. They have to take a full year to 2021 until we actually get to, to feast upon this delicious uh, Justice League meat that Zack Snyder is slow cooking for us. Uh, so we're going to do Justice League predictions. Uh, every so often, we're just going to come back in and we're going to lay down some predictions of what we think is going to be in the Snyder Cut that's going to make it so much better than the theatrical version that we got. There's got to be a lot of changes, right? You know? Yeah, well, it's confirmed. I mean, like, just off the top of my head, I remember reading, apparently in Zack Snyder's version, like, the Green Lantern Corps were going to show up. Uh, Dark Side was going to show up. There were a whole bunch of plot differences. Seems um, like you need to shoot a lot more here. Well, no, apparently it was already shot. It was either already shot or it was supposed to be made in CG. And they were like, well, we're not doing that movie anymore. So we're not (laughs) putting the CG stuff in. Um, So, yeah, I think the only thing they're doing, I think this is an entirely a post-production thing. And I think the only thing they're doing is they might get the actors to come in to do like voiceover, like ADR or something um, for anything that needs that. Uh, but yeah, this is this is just all of Zack Snyder's footage that went in the trash can when they decided to reshoot. Um, I think it's over half the movie. I think the movie's, I think, exactly 119 minutes. And apparently, like, only 40 of those minutes were from Zack Snyder's version. And oh. the rest was Joss Whedon resho- reshoots. Okay. I've never seen um, Justice League, but I that's why I, I am also going to be on the segment predicting... I think I, as someone who's not biased, I, I can actually predict what's going yeah, to happen. Yeah, you're clearly. you're in a unique position because you are untainted by the bad Justice League that uh, is definitely going to be remembered as the bad one. And it, um, I, I think it'll be remembered as non-existent. It never existed. Yeah, yeah, we are going to sort of uh, do a Men in Black mind erasure mm-hmm. with because because Zack Snyder's cut is going to be so much better. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to make my first prediction here, which is. Um, actually going to be working within the confines of the movies we already got. I have seen this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a scene. Also, uh, spoilers, Snyder Cut. Obviously not for the Snyder Cut. We haven't seen it. But spoilers for Justice League. Good warning for we're, me. We're gonna t- <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll leave. See you later. <laughs> yeah, no. Everyone, please leave. Watch Justice League. It's a one minute below two hours, so it's not a waste of time. Guaranteed not a waste of time. <laughs> and... Uh, come back and then we'll we'll get into my prediction which is uh working within the confines of the justice league movie we have there is a scene in justice league where if you recall bat uh, superman dies in batman v superman he okay. he gets stabbed real bad and he gets put in the ground and he's dead and the justice league is like that's no good we got to revive superman so they do like a whole convoluted thing to bring him back to life but when they do that Superman wakes up and he like doesn't remember who he is or where where he is or what's going on. He's just like a feral animal. And cyborgs, um, cyborg parts are like, I got to shoot that even though cyborg doesn't want to. And so it's this whole fight scene between Superman and the Justice League while Superman doesn't really know what's going on. Uh, And there is a very key item in this scene that I believe has to have been a Joss Whedon thing because there's no way Zack Snyder would have allowed this. In that scene, uh, Superman is wearing nothing but, like, jeans. He's He's been resurrected from the dead. Did he and, die um, with jeans on? I don't remember that. 
he either died with jeans on or, or he was buried with jeans on or <laughs> buried some, him here's with the jeans thing on. they were like he <laughs> loves jeans we gotta put him in jeans oh man clark he always loved those jeans he was wearing <laughs> um i i there's probably i'm gonna be honest there's probably an explanation as to where those jeans came from but here's my theory those were digital jeans and Zack snyder's version of this movie superman was hanging dong for that whole scene <laughs> Henry Cavill's massive Superman peen was out there for everyone to see, and he was fighting the whole Justice League completely naked. And Warner right. Brothers, Warner Brothers, and Joss Whedon, a bunch of prudes, came in and said, "No, we hate Zack Snyder. We hate his peen, and we're gonna wrap that up in some CG jeans and really just ruin this whole scene for everyone." Did Henry? So during this shooting, Henry was he was completely nude, right? Oh, he was fully nude. He was just <laughs> head to toe, hanging dong. And, and they had uh, the CG on jeans. They were like, they we could, could CG we could on his CG suit or anything. They were like, well, that's what I was going to say is like, well, they could CG on his whole outfit. They were like, well, uh, you know, Superman was died and he was buried. You bury people naked, right? That's that's how you like bury someone when they die. Um, I'm pretty sure. So they were like, well, maybe let, let's just put some tasteful, like, ripped up jean pants on him. No one will know. No one will notice, like, no one noticed his horrible jelly lips. Um, so that's, that's my thing. They're going to get rid of the jelly lips. They're going to get rid of those damn jeans that ruined the big fight scene in the middle of the movie. Wow. That's, that's my prediction for this week. Wow. I, that's a really good prediction, BB. I. <laughs> that's probably going to be in it. I mean, I think I'm right. I think I'm right. It's probably the most profound part of the movie too. It's going to make it a lot better. Um, yeah, so absolutely. my predictions, BBs might be a little more grounded in what actually happened in the movie. Of course, <laughs> as I mentioned before, I have not seen justice league, so I have no clue what happens in this movie. Um, so mine might be a little bit out there. You know, they might be completely out of line with what happens in the movie. Um, but I, I'm going a more uh, more along with uh, what we've been seeing with this new Batman, Robert Pattinson here, uh, not wanting to work out. Mm. I think that they had the opposite problem. Ben Affleck wanted to work out too much, and Zack Snyder oh. was trying to go for a little bit of a plot side plot line where Batman is anorexic and he's having trouble with himself. Okay, so your your thing is that Zack Snyder concocted a plot where Batman was very skinny. Yes. And his muscles in this case were all like CG and padding. And that's his only yeah, yes. And that's that was added by Jeff in the movie. They he yes. he um forced he, Batman that there was shot Ben Affleck was not ripped. Um and uh yeah, he was super skinny, super ugly looking. And, you know, Zack Snyder just wanted to play with the idea that Batman gets his powers taken away, which is which are his muscles mainly. Yes. Batman famous <laughs> for um, super strength. Yes. As his powers. Um, and of course, I, this is from the perspective of Zack Snyder. That's what Zack Snyder thinks. Batman, his, his superpowers are his muscles, you know, so they had to take mm-hmm. him away. Um but yeah, it, it's mainly Batman is going to be anorexic at this movie, um, and it's okay. It's going to be great. That's yeah. My, so the Snyder cut has yeah. Well, this this I think makes sense because Batman does look very bulky. I could easily see that kind of being a muscle suit 
that Joss Whedon like shamed Ben Affleck into wearing on set. <laughs> it definitely was. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So that's we're gonna get some some major character body stuff in this Snyder cut. I Lots think is our first round of predictions. Yeah, I could already tell from the Josh Whedon. I mean, from the posters, I was like, this is not what they actually looked like. You know, they photoshopped yeah. the hell out of this stuff. <laughs> they ruined our skinny Affleck. <laughs> ben Affleck, he's so known for being so skinny. I could see his ribs. Where yeah, are they? Where's his ribs? <laughs> I want to see those delicious Affleck ribs. <laughs> Joss Whedon had to come in and say, get rid of those ribs. And I was like, come on. Yeah. Where are those ribs? I want yeah, to nibble put, on them. Put the meat on that bone. Um, yeah. So I think those are pretty solid predictions and definitely going to be in the movie. And of course, those will both make the movie better mm-hmm. because this, the Snyder Cut will be better. And John, to your defense, you've been saying that you haven't seen Justice League. Let me make it clear. No one has. None of us has seen <laughs> have seen Justice League. No, we have seen an abomination, so, uh, uh, an affront to God that only our Lord and Savior Zack Snyder can can create and and form into a sort of perfect being. Yeah, I mean, when you type in Justice League on Google, it's not going to say release date whenever this shit one came out. It's going to say release date twenty twenty one. All right. Yeah. And everyone's going to remember it as that. And it's going to say directed by Zack Snyder. And there's Josh yeah. Whedon's not going to be on it at all. To be fair, the last one also said directed by Zack Snyder. And Joss Whedon just got a writing credit, okay. despite Joss Whedon directing over half the movie. They're going to take him out of the writing credits. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and the last thing I want to mention in this segment is... We're definitely going to do a Big Boy Movies episode on this. Oh, 100%. Uh, 100%. We're going to get so many listens if we do that. Yeah. There are rumors going around right now that it is either going to be a four-hour movie or a maybe a six-part mini-series. If it's a mini-series, we're still going to do it. Oh, God. <laughs> if it's a four-hour movie, we're still going to do it, too? That's what We're going to do it. If Zack Snyder makes a 12-hour ultra cut of oh, Justice League. no. Why? We what? are going to do it. Why does? Why is this a thing? I don't get it. <laughs> there are a lot of angry, a lot of angry men on the internet um, who are now very happy and will definitely be happy when they see what Zack Snyder intended. <laughs> Why is everyone so obsessed with this in the first place? Zack Snyder is a mediocre director. I don't get this. Yeah, that's my thing. Is like Batman versus Superman wasn't like good, and yeah. Man of Steel, I would say, is like just okay. Agree. Um, <laughs> three hundred. So, three hundred is his best movie, but I still think it's just okay. I think Watchmen is his best movie. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, he did Watchmen. Watchmen is his best movie for sure. But he did um, he did just like copy paste the comic, which was what he should have done, which is great. Well, he copy pasted the comic except, except for the, the ending, end. um, yeah. which I actually think works better. But anyway, um, yeah, they're they're just convinced that like, I don't know. It's like it's almost like a flat earther thing where they're like, I have to be right about this. <laughs> There's no way that like Justice League could be bad. It's just being hidden from me by the government. <laughs> There's no doubt that that was the biggest problem with Justice League is that Zack Snyder couldn't finish it himself. Yeah. And it would have been absolutely amazing, a masterpiece if he could. Yes, it would have been on par with all of the other great superhero movies. (laughs) From DC. They are great at it. Yes, they've really been nailing it. Oh, yeah. 
Um, the, wow, my Twitch chat. Someone has asked me if I wanted to be famous and has sent me a link. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> click on that. <laughs> wow, I could buy followers, guys, and primes. Well, John, we've been buying followers for big boy movies this whole time, <laughs> so not a problem. Yep, absolutely not. Uh, should we get into what we watched? Yeah, we should. Week? Besides theory videos on the Snyder Cut and um, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that was most of my viewing. But uh, <laughs> why, why don't you go first? All right. Uh, mine was a while ago now at this point. But uh, I think I watched it like almost immediately after last week's Big Boy movies. Uh, somewhere around there. But um, I watched a documentary called Have a Good Trip, Adventures in Psychedelics on Netflix. It is a documentary and it's with a bunch of comedians and they're all talking about um, when they took psychedelics and it, it, the premise is basically like, oh, new like media usually talks about psychedelics and they talk about how bad they are. But we're here to talk about how good they are and how much fun you can have with them. Um, and I, I'm, I'm with that message. I'm absolutely with that message. I think my, my, a lot of my, I've never taken LSD mushrooms, any of the things they talked about this. Some of my friends have, and they had a great time with them and it opened to their, their minds or whatever. Um, but my God, do they just stuff it in your face? How good these things are for you, BB. <laughs> like yeah. it's the point where I just like they had so many different sketches scattered throughout making fun of like old commercials or news pieces about how LSD is bad for you. And it just got so tiring after a while. It was like, yeah, I get like, I agree with you. Stop doing the same joke over and over again, please. Um, yeah. So annoying. I just, it was fun at first and then it just got so annoying. I was like, this could have been like 20 minute. This could have been a YouTube video. Like, why is it a full documentary? Yeah, I that sounds like, you know, you always have that like person, you know, in like high school or college who like won't shut up about smoking weed. Yeah. And it's like you're all, you're like, all right, fine. I like smoke weed. I don't care. It's fine. But then they like keep going and yeah. they're like starting to argue that like smoking weed is actually like super good for you and really healthy. <laughs> and it's like the best thing ever. And you're like, well, I mean, I guess. Why are you still talking to me? Like <laughs> I was already on your side. You don't yeah, have no. to like make up some bullshit about how like weed will cure all your diseases and shit. That's exactly what it was. I was like, yeah, go ahead and do LSD. I don't care. Like, why are you in my face about how good it is? Except there was one person, Ben Stiller. He did not like LSD. He took it and he he hated it. He had the one story where he was like, I am never going to take it again. I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, But they had Carrie Fisher in there, so that was kind of interesting. She was talking about all the drugs he did. So that this oh, must, have yeah. been in, must have been in production for a bit here, but it was, yeah, it was <laughs> bad, but um, <laughs> that's too bad. I guess put it on the background if you want. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these days put whatever you want on in the background. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, I guess the other thing I've been watching community. I don't know if I talked about it on this yet, but I've been, no, well, yeah, we, we didn't get that far last week, yeah, so yeah. you can talk about it. Yeah, I, watched, I started watching Community. I just actually watched two episodes, but I'm only like six episodes in, so I don't want to... So far, I love it, but I'll talk about yeah. it more once, once I get 
further in, I guess. Um, I think there are more shows I've been watching, but I can't. I've been rewatch. I've rewatched Rick and Morty a little bit. I've been watching mm-hmm. the new Rick and Mortys. I didn't see last night's, but um, actually the week last week's episode, the Poison Vat one, is very good. Okay, I haven't watched that one yet. It was top tier. I liked it. Okay, yeah, I'll have to check it out. Um, I will say, like, Community is one of my favorite shows ever, um, and I was definitely like on that riding that wave of like six seasons in a movie like i was one of those fans who was Mm -hmm. like nbc damn you (laughs) um but yeah i i'll say that like the first three seasons of community are magic and they're perfect and then it's sort of downhill from there um season four is a mess and then five and six are good but they like can't really recover from like what happened in season four yeah Um, yeah i mean i know some of what happens with like chevy chase and all this stuff happening um yeah but so far i'm liking it obviously i know it's gonna take a little bit of a fall but it's okay yeah Uh, i think you'll i think you'll really like the D &D episode too i think i'm very excited i got some of my first i got some of my dming skills from that episode so very excited for that episode tom's tom asked if he should ddos bb and please don't uh, not again, Tom. <laughs> you did it last week, and yeah, it, w- it was not helpful for us. I didn't mention last week, uh, my internet went offline, and everything on my computer just went black, and then it was like, you know, in Jurassic Park with uh, Nedry, and he was like, uh-uh-uh, you didn't say the magic word. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was that on my computer, but it was Tom's face instead of uh, <laughs> Newman from Seinfeld. <laughs> Newman from Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. I could not, when I watched Jurassic Park for the first time, I could not get Newman from Seinfeld off out of my head because I did watch Jurassic Park in college for the first time as well. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, well, I'll talk uh, briefly. I had... Um, I, I'll yeah I'll talk about two things. Um, well I'll talk about one, then you can talk about one, and we'll come back to me. Um, I I rewatched the Lighthouse um, oh. the day after our our last episode. I it's been a while, and I really just wanted to watch it again because I love that movie. And I'll tell you what, I still love that movie. Um, I will say it's on second viewing, it's not scary at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Not even a little bit. So I think it lost some of the tension for me because I was just like, well, I know what's going to happen. Um, I know there are no jump scares and all that. So it was I was watching it a lot more for like the technical stuff and the acting um, than I was last time. So I, I still think it's great. And I think still think it's really expertly crafted. I've only watched The Witch once and I'm curious how that holds up on rewatch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still big fan of The Lighthouse. Uh, almost entirely because of the directing and because of how committed Robert Pattinson or, and Willem Dafoe are to their parts. Oh yeah. I was just thinking about Willem Dafoe in that part the other day. I, I think I was just driving cause I made a big drive recently as we know. And I, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, while I was driving, I just like thought about it for a <laughs> I was just thinking about Willem Dafoe in the lighthouse. Yeah. And I was like, that, we all get caught acting. up. Yeah. And we all get caught up on the, the sea curse scene but there are multiple scenes in that movie where Willem Dafoe like goes off and it's oh, yeah. all one really long take and he doesn't blink at all. It's nuts. Oh, he's so good. Ah, he's so good in the movie. Robert Pattinson is too. Just yeah. two really, really good performances in that movie that make mm-hmm. it stand out. Ugh. Yeah. I think Tom still hasn't seen it. Tom in the chat. You got to see it. Tom, watch the lighthouse. Yeah. Fantastic film. Um, 
I might need to rewatch it soon. Maybe I'll watch it with Miriam, even though she hates scary yeah. movies. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. I, that's the thing about it. It's, I don't think it's a scary movie at all, but it's just like I went into it thinking it was because it's the director of The Witch. So I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be it's, it's a horror film. I would argue it's scary the first time just because like you're so on edge and, and you you're don't really know what's waiting gonna happen. Yeah, you're for like, the turn to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. And there are some like genuinely like disturbing and unsettling moments. Um, but I wouldn't say like fear is the main thing you feel when watching the movie. Yeah. By the by the end, yeah, I was not as scared by the end because I, I think at some point I realized, oh, this isn't really mainly a horror film here. This is more like a descent into madness type thing. So, yeah. Okay. Um, what else? did you watch? Anything else, baby? I think I'm out of things to talk about. So, oh, you're out. Okay, yeah. then I'll talk quickly. Um, uh, so Friday was my birthday. And I was sitting at home, and I talked a few weeks ago now about how I rewatched Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and how I like loved it even more the second time watching it. And since then, I just haven't been able to get the movie out of my head. Like I've just been thinking about it and and how good it was. And so on my birthday, I was just sitting there, and I was like, "Fuck it!" And I just impulse bought um, the Blu Ray for it. (laughs) Um, and so that literally just showed up today because I wanted to watch all the special features. So I went through some of the the mini docs they did for the behind the scenes stuff, uh, which was all really great. Um, uh, there's basically one about how they did the world design and prop design, which is super interesting because there's so much of that movie is practical. There's almost no green screen in it. Wow, that's really um, cool. Yeah, Denis Villeneuve talks a lot about how he didn't want to do green screen. He actually says at one point, he's like, I didn't want green screen. I hate that color. Like, I hate that for the film. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, damn. No wonder the whole movie's blue and orange. When you edit green screen, like, when I edit green screen, but not for fun, I feel like I get super annoyed by it eventually. I'm just like, God, like when it's when I can use it in a funny way or something, I like it. But it's it is kind of annoying to deal with sometimes. Yeah, and and his whole thing was like letting the actors live in the world, like when they're in yeah. a physical place that looks like where they are, they can sort of inhabit the character better. Oh yeah. Um, I was actually watching a VFX breakdown of Parasite recently, and that movie has a ton of green screen. Oh um, really? Wow. There's you should actually that. look that up because Parasite, like almost all of its sets are just like facades and cutouts with green screen in the background, and then they just construct. Oh yeah, like these. Well, I thought I saw a um, picture scenes. on Twitter of like um, a scene in the backyard and a behind the scenes like still of it, and they were like, I saw a bunch of green screen like around the house. Yeah, basically. like the the house isn't even real. It's yeah. not a real house. It's like the whole thing is constructed. Um, the street that the house is on with that little gate is like in the middle of the fucking woods, like on some back country road. Jesus, uh, and they just redid it to like they digitally created the whole neighborhood around it that's nuts um, like i cannot even and, tell like i, I wouldn't yeah. be able to tell well it was it was good special effects yeah. um but yeah that was and then the other special feature that i watched for blade runner 2049 was about how they cast it and that one wasn't as interesting but it was still fun to hear from all the actors they talked about uh casting for all the female roles which i thought was really interesting because like at the time anna de armas wasn't a huge thing yeah um so they were talking like yeah we found this young cuban actress who we really liked in this one movie and she just came on and anna de armas was talking about like her sort of process figuring out the character of joy who's like a really complicated character to play 
Um, so yeah, it was, it was super interesting. I'm probably gonna, there's no director commentary, which is sad. Aww. Um, I might just watch it again just cause I really want to. And now that I have it on Blu-ray. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my impulse buy and, and a short watch that I did <laughs> earlier today. Nice. I'm probably going to watch the last Jedi director commentary soon. I forgot about that. I was going to do it cause yeah. I bought it on iTunes. So I was like, oh, nice. I should watch that. But yeah, especially God, I I, I love wa- watching uh, all that stuff. I was also going to try to watch Scott Pilgrim again because, but I missed out on it because uh, Edgar Wright did like a live watch along on yeah. Twitter, and I missed it. Mm. I'm sad. Yeah, well, the tweets are still there. You could just watch it and like scroll yeah, through. Yeah, true, all true. Tweets. You could just do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll do that. I because I also have that commentary track that Charlie sent me from uh, pretty much it, a great YouTube channel for Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. So I could also use the I could have like six commentaries going on at once. <laughs> Just layer all the commentaries on top of each other. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. It's just yeah. like a it sounds like a bunch of people in a room watching this movie. Yeah, it's like you're watching it at like a really noisy party, but everyone's talking about Scott. Pilgrim. <laughs> everyone's talking about the movie. Everyone's really focused on the movie, but they're talking like yeah. in their own groups about it. It's just like the world's worst episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's just like all the characters making jokes all at the same time yeah, basically that's a good idea <laughs> yeah let's let's do that let's do commentary tracks for movies but we both just constantly talk over yeah, each other. yeah we don't we're not on a call with each other where it's we like record them separately and i just <laughs> overlay the audios together and i don't edit yeah up you at just all. merge them <laughs> it's just that'd two, be nice two people talking to themselves next to each other <laughs> Gladiator. Gladiator. Yeah, I made a great reference to it at the beginning. That was a good transition, John, by the way. Yeah. Um, I just scream the title of whatever I want to talk about next, usually. That's what we should do from now on. Yeah. Quit wasting time with like trying Critics to segue. Critics Corner. Just yell. <laughs> well, that, no, listen, that's, that's, that's sacred. sacred. I actually yeah. don't have one for this week. I, I figured uh, our Justice League predictions would take the place yeah, of Critics fine. Corner this week. Absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, we watched Gladiator. Uh, I guess I'll explain again why we watched it. It was because it was my birthday last week when we were supposed to record and, sh- record and stream this episode. Uh, and it was a mo- it's a movie that I really like and I've seen a lot of times. And I was like, it's my birthday. Let's just watch a good movie that I know I like. Um, oh, shit. Really quick aside. <laughs> okay. I got to go back real quick. Um, there are two things I should mention about the special features of Blade Runner 2049. First, I found out that Denis Villeneuve the director of the movie calls it Blade Runner 2049. Wow. So that's which is the insane. True title. That's the true title. <laughs> I guess it's the, I'm never going to call it that, but that's that's what that man says. 2049. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they also had some brief interviews with Ridley Scott and those behind the scenes features. Um, and Ridley Scott is insane. He's also the director of Gladiator. Yeah. Uh, and there was a great quote where he was talking about making Blade Runner and he was like, yeah, you know, Blade Runner was so specific. It was the whole movie was dark and it was raining all the time. And people were like, why is it so dark? Why is there so much rain? <laughs> and Ridley Scott is like, because I fucking wanted it that way. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love Ridley Scott yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a crazy person, um, so but he's dark? a really good director, apparently. Uh, so let's talk about his other movie from 2000, his best picture winner. Is that his Gladiator. only best picture winner? It might be. I actually don't know. I can Google it real quick. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because he does have like a, he has a list of a p- pretty good films here. 
Um, yeah, here. He, yeah, he also directed Alien, The Martian, uh, Thelma and Luis, um, American Gangster, Hannibal. Okay, Black, so Black he's Down. been... According to IMDb TV, no, it's just IMDb. I don't know why I said the TV part. Um, according to IMDb, he's been nominated for, wait, Gladiator won Best Picture, right? Hold on. Yeah, it definitely IMDb did. is not listing that. It definitely won Best Picture. I oh, yeah, it won five Oscars. Yeah. Okay, for whatever reason, it doesn't show it on Ridley Scott's page. Um, he's been nominated for four Oscars and has not won any for directing. Okay. No directing um, wins. Sad. Yeah, he was nominated in 2002 for Black Hawk Down, 2001 for Gladiator, uh, 1992 for Thelma and Louise, and in 2016, The Martian was nominated for Best Picture, but I don't think he got nominated for Best Director. Uh, um, but yeah, Gladiator won five Oscars, including Best Picture. Interesting. Interesting. After I've heard a lot about Gladiator. Um, I was alive when this movie came out. I was f- five years old. Same. Um, but I hadn't seen it until uh, we, want, we, we did this episode here. So um, interesting knowing that. What, I wonder what else came, in two, came out in 2000 or was up against it. Um, yeah, here, I can look. Do I it. I think I can look. Uh, okay, wait. Best Actor in a Supporting Role. Um, Joaquin Phoenix was nominated, did not win. Uh, best art direction, uh, best costume design. Why do they not put motion picture at the top? Why do I have to scroll? <laughs> no one cares about on IMDb to find this. No one yeah. cares about motion best short picture. Film, best writing. Wait, wait, wait. Did I miss it? There's best actor in a leading role, best actor in a supporting role, actress, art direction. Am I crazy? What's going on? Um, okay, let's see. Oh, Best Picture. Okay, so that year, um, it was up against... Oh, I've seen one of these movies. So there was Chocolat, which I have not heard of. Me neither. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, interesting. Traffic, and Aaron Brockovich, which I have seen. Oh, only a five-nominee year, eh? Or is yeah, that how I it guess used so. to be, maybe? Probably yeah. how it used to be. Um, yeah, I haven't seen any of those movies, so I can't compare it <laughs> or say that it didn't <laughs> yeah. deserve the win. I guess I could just talk Aaron, about Aaron Brockovich is good. Uh, I don't think it's as good as Gladiator. I, I'm on Letterboxd looking at other 2000 movies. Memento, American Psycho, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. Those are the only ones I've seen. I will seen, say, so. uh, if Aaron Brockovich had won Best Picture, Danny DeVito would have gotten an Oscar. Wow. He deserves one of the producers. It. He deserves yeah. it. Please. Um, almost famous. I'm just like, I haven't seen too many 2000 movies to be honest. So yeah, this is good content. Great content. I just list all the 2000 movies for an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then the episode ends and we don't and, talk and about. Then I Gladiator. say Gladiator, perfect movie, five stars, and then I press end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk Gladiator. So this was yeah. like, I don't know. This feel this feels like Russell Crowe's like almost. Prime was this was around this time, I feel like, because a beautiful mind was a year after this. Like, I feel like this was yeah. the time he was just he was doing shit. He was popping off. Good old Russell Crowe. And now he's a big old man. It's true. He, I re- did really like him in The Nice Guys, but no one's seen The Nice Guys. I have so. also seen The Nice Guys and he is great in The Nice Guys. That movie's yeah. great. 
I love that movie. Um, what do you want to talk about with Gladiator first, maybe? Yeah, no, I mean, general impressions, I guess. I'm just curious, as someone who hasn't seen it. Oh, so you only got first. Yeah, I mean, I've seen this movie, like, probably, like, five or six times at this point. Um, so, yeah, let me have it. Uh, it was, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. It was a fun movie. Um, yeah, it it was a fun little tale. I especially enjoyed this movie because I, I love the Roman Empire. That is one of my favorite parts of history and history class loved learning about the Roman Empire so much. Mm -hmm. So, um, mainly that was like a huge attraction to me immediately because I was like, I love this shit. I was eating it up from the beginning. Um, also the beginning, they start with like a war scene. That's not like spoilers. They start with sort of like a war scene and it reminded me of game of Thrones. And I was like, God, what if that was good? Um, (laughs) Yeah. What if they had really (laughs) nailed game of Thrones (laughs) and I got sad for a second, but then I moved on and I was like, okay, no, this isn't game. This is gladiator. It's a little different. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, general impressions. I, I I thought it was, uh, pretty good there. I, there's some things I, I didn't enjoy as much. I wish looking it up after I, I kind of wished more of it was, was true. It's like based off of true people and some things that they did or happened to them. But a lot of it is not true, which is obviously like a very small nitpick. Like, because it's a movie, John, it's not supposed to be true. Um, but maybe it's just my, my little heart that just, just wanted some of it to be true because it was pretty cool. And I like history. Yeah. Um, but besides that, I, I, yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought I, I thought it was super good at, I don't know, I, it, it drags at some point a little bit, but overall I thought it was paced very well and kept my attention the, almost the whole time, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, I um, uh, watching it this time, I definitely still really liked it. I think I just, for whatever reason, I just picked up on so much more watching it this time. I think because I was watching it for a podcast, yeah. Um, my my brain was just more on because most of what I remember from this movie are like the general plot points and the action scenes, which are really still incredible. Um, and I think some of the best parts of the movie are are the gladiator battles that they have, which are super well done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, especially the last one. This? The last one's great too. That that's an amazing moment. Yeah, um, yeah. I just I really like Joaquin Phoenix in this movie. <laughs> I think he's a really great villain, um, while still being sort of like a hammy Joaquin Phoenix, like he is in most movies. Uh, he's the Joker, <laughs> and yeah. I as far as general impressions, it's still good. It still holds up, um, and I got a lot more of the story beats that I think I missed because a lot of times I watch this movie, I just was waiting for the part where he fights a tiger. Um, <laughs> but, but now I get all the the little things and, and the political intrigue. There were, there were points where I was like, when they were talking about the politics and stuff, I'm like, this feels like a star Wars prequel, but like done by a competent director. Yeah. I kind of felt like that too. I felt like a star Warsy vibe. I don't know. It definitely felt like it felt like it inspired a lot of like stuff. It felt to me like a lot of yeah. the stuff I see today is similar and how it's, it had a similar plot and similar type things in it, I guess. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, I was watching a video recently where they talk about how Gladiator was sort of sort of ushered in an era. Like before Gladiator, no one was making period pieces or historical action or drama. 
and Gladiator came out and suddenly was like, oh, one best picture. Like, everyone loves this. And, like, it was part of the reason that Pirates of the Caribbean finally got made was because people finally started believing in sort of big historical um, actions, action movies and dramas and things like that. So it was, yeah, it was definitely like sort of a cinematic turning point as far as sort of the industry at large. Yeah, I I like those type of movies a lot. Obviously, there are a lot of duds of, of historical mm. action stuff like that, historical fiction. Um, but I, yeah, I think this was one of the best uh, of those. To be honest, I I really enjoyed it. Um, and good directing too. Ridley Scott, man's a yeah. madman. I will say, like, what's crazy about Ridley Scott is he honestly, it seems like he can kind of direct anything. Yeah. Because if you look at his filmography, like his his best known movies, he's done Blade Runner, Alien, Gladiator. He did The Martian. Um, just like this really wide, I guess some of those you could all lump into sci-fi, but they're all so tonally different and thematically different. Like Alien's a horror movie on a spaceship. Blade Runner's a detective noir, like high concept story. Martian's sort of a pseudo comedy, uh, like tale of survival and gladiators, this massive historical piece. It's, it's just crazy that you can kind of hand Ridley Scott a movie and he'll just do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all over the place. I mean, even if you'd like scroll like Thelma and Luis is like something that I would never guess was directed by him because it, it's completely different from all these other movies. Like, yeah, he's, he's definitely, he wants to put his hand in clearly a ton of different genres and try new things. He doesn't want to just keep making the same movie over and over again, even though there, there is a bunch of sci-fi. You're right. BB, like all these sci-fi, these top three sci-fis, they're all super different. Like, yeah, they blade runner, especially the only other sci-fi I feel like that's near close to it is its sequel in tone and like how it did it. So, yeah yeah uh ridley scott's i will also say yeah i will also say that like two of his sci-fi movies uh he had sequels or he didn't have the sequels done but the studios had sequels done uh and both of them i think i like the sequels better which is just kind of funny who did alien Um, who did the second alien again aliens was james cameron oh yeah 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 i'm trying to remember that is another movie (laughs) that is another series i have only seen the first one of so. I've only seen the first two. Apparently, like Aliens is as high as it gets, and then I don't think the rest are that amazing. Yeah, I still need to say Aliens. I did enjoy Alien, though. I thought those. Yeah, Aliens is like very tonally different, but really, really good. Okay. Yeah, I still have to check it out. Um, should we go to Spoiler Town on Gladiator, the twenty-year-old yeah. movie? Yeah. Let's let's walk down to Spoiler Avenue twenty years ago. And and see what all the kids are are dancing to all in the year two thousand. All righty then, uh, yeah, Gladiator spoilers. Um, uh, what do you want? Where do you want to start here? Maybe? Yeah, I guess. I mean, we can sort of start at the beginning. Uh, fun fact: I did not realize that the guy who plays uh, Marcus Aurelius is Dumbledore yeah. from the first two Harry Potter movies. Yeah, I've I totally it. missed that. <laughs> I recognized it immediately, yeah. to be honest. So it looks oh, like okay. I'm smart. Yeah, I guess I'm, yeah, I am just dumb, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think the beginning is really great in the sense that you get that action, this like massive action scene right out the gate mm-hmm. uh, that gets you ready for sort of everything that's to come. I think it sets up the characters super well. 
Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, what was I going to say? <laughs> this is a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to say? Yeah, but that's that's basically as far as the beginning. Like, I just love the way they set everything up. They give you that big piece of action, and then everything's sort of put into place. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is introduced as immediately being just this terrible, like, creepy little incest boy, mm-hmm. um, and and his father knows it, and he's like, well, I can't give my kingdom to that little that little sister fucker. Mm. Yeah, uh, good old Joaquin. Yeah. Oof. Um. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the introduction. All I think a war scene is a good choice to start it off with. Uh, immediately grabbed my attention, and it was beautifully shot as well. Um, reminded me of Game of Thrones, as I said before. Yeah. Um, and of course, it had to have uh, an old. It, it. I feel like there's so many movies that have like old wise people that you love that just die immediately, and you're just like. No. <laughs> Damn it. Now the movie has to happen. <laughs> uh, that's another one of these situations. Uh, yeah. I think what's also cool in that opening scene is it sets sort of like a visual language. I sort of, I think this movie even sort of began the trend of like shaky cam during action scenes. Um, Cause you get a lot of that and you also get a ton of like undercranked footage where the, it's it's slow-mo but it's just like a low frame rate yeah uh which like really helps add to the chaos of that scene Mm. uh and and we get that a lot throughout the movie which i think works really well yeah yeah i definitely think it does too um what was i gonna say oh yeah this whole first part of the movie made me realize like one of the most relatable like plot points in any movie is like just a dude who wants to go home you know just like a driving yeah. plot force for the main character one of my favorite driving plot forces is just like i just want to go home man like i <laughs> <laughs> like it's so relatable to me you know you're like hanging out with friends or you're like at a party and you're just like super tired you're just like i just want to go home man you know yeah you know you just finished conquering like every corner of <laughs> europe in the name of the roman empire and you're like I just want to go home. I'm tired. It's <laughs> a lot of work. I just go home, man. I just got tired. So I was like, I was like immediately rude for this dude because I because he gets <laughs> offered like he's like, oh, take over the Roman Empire. I'm like, man, just wants to go home, dude. He's <laughs> yeah. he just wants to chill. All right, don't give him this whole empire. Yeah. So I um I also think this jumping ahead. I also think this movie does something interesting and also sort of similar to the last Jedi in a way where a lot of stuff that like would, would be like successful or a big hero moment in, in like a more traditional action or adventure movie ends up being a failure. Um, I'd like the first big notable one is he's like, I just want to go home. I want to see my, my wife and child. And then, of course, Commodus kills his father and is like, you got to be executed. And he's like, can you just take care of my children? He's like, nah, they're getting executed, too. (laughs) Um, And yeah, Maximus is just straight up too late to save them. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's this like really terrible, like low moment for him. And that, that sort of carries on as far as like him just being driven lower and lower by being made a slave and into a gladiator. Uh, later in the movie, he makes an escape attempt that just completely fails. Uh, so I, I appreciate the movie in that sense that it's willing to sort of be like, no, this guy, like, he's challenging, like, the most powerful empire in the history of history. Yeah. 
and yeah, it's it's not going to be easy. He's not going to be able to take them all on. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I I like that too. It's that's good. It's good ass character development there, BB. All right, that's realistic character yeah. development. Like bad things happen to people, which also remind me of Game of Thrones, because I had it on my mind already, and then they kind of put this guy. They they throw him throw him to the dumps basically, as far as character mm-hmm. development goes. They they make him. I mean you. Because where we start, he's like way up. He's like about to be the Roman emperor, right? Like he's he just fucking mm-hmm. dominated in war, and now his now Marcus Aurelius is like, dude, I'm gonna die soon, and I want you to take this shit over, like biggest empire, biggest empire in the world. And it's like holy shit, like he's literally like he is peaking in life. Um, <laughs> he, the only way he could peak higher is if he was goddamn home. Um, yeah, that that would be the P. He's a five star man. And then that, that I mean, it's so successful because he's literally at his peak and then he just gets dropped right down. And that's why the scene with Joaquin Phoenix killing Marcus Aurelius, his dad, is also so powerful because you're like, shit, like that. That moment's <laughs> like the moment where it's like everything's going to go to the shitter now. All right. <laughs> and it's like and everything immediately does, which is, I think, um, Fantastic. Kind of reminds me of um, Spider-Man 2 because everything was going to the shitter constantly with that movie. So, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think we should talk about Joaquin Phoenix a little bit. Yeah, um, let's do it. Because what you knew him from her and Joker, uh, Joker <laughs> and that one other movie, right? You were never really here. Yes. yes. Which is so how does that fall in line with sort of your your Joaquin verse that you have? Um. Nowhere close to any of the other Joaquins I've seen. Like, yeah. Like super, like the closest one is Joker to, to this character he's playing. Yeah. I was going to say, I think there's a little bit yeah. of Joker in him. Um, there's the scenes where he's like actually watching the gladiator uh, battle and you get those reaction shots of him like laughing or he's like, he does a really weird thing where he like sticks his tongue out and he's like, Egh. yeah, yeah, that's such a Joaquin um, thing. But yeah, he's basically just like a big child in this movie, which I think was an interesting choice. Um, be like this big entitled baby being put in charge of the Roman Empire. Yeah. Um, and his his whole motivation is literally just like, I want people to like me. That's literally all it is, mm-hmm. is like, I want to be king and I want everyone to love me. And that's kind of you know, ultimately his downfall. Yeah. And that's what made like a lot of the plot points so believable too. like it was super important that that character had that trait because a lot of the mo- like he could have easily been someone who like was fine with people hating him and everything would have been fine for him. Like he could have just like, uh, I don't know. There are a lot of decisions like he could have easily just offed. um maximus at some point and the only reason he wasn't doing it was because everyone would hate him if he did it but yeah it, like if if he didn't give a shit about that he could have just off maximus and like none of this movie would happen basically so and, and he ends up dying because of that because he wanted everyone to like him i guess and yeah then, i think it's really interesting to have a villain where like he like basically won and the only reason he loses is because he's so shitty. Yep. Like he's so vain and so arrogant and so like, you know, sort of blinded by his own power that he, uh, that he like loses just because of that. Cause he has like Maximus in chains. He has all of his friends locked up and he's like, well now I'm going to fight you in front of everyone and I'm going to prove I'm the cooler, stronger dude. 
and he can't even do and that. And he had to cheat. He, he even had to cheat, and yeah. he still lost. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I do enjoy that a lot, though. That, like, I, I like that perspective of a villain that, yeah, he just lost because he's such a shitty person, which is should happen to most a lot of villains because they make awful decisions. Yeah, you feel like... You feel like that it would be nice if that happened in real life. Now, John, I'm going to say I'm not saying anything mm-hmm. with what I'm about to say. Okay. Don't read into this. No, everyone stop reading into what I'm saying. Okay. But like maybe this movie's a little bit relevant for whatever reason and you're not going to read into it. Okay. But like imagine a nation where the where the ruler or or the person in charge was like a big man baby mm-hmm. who really only cared about optics and people liking them Hmm. and let's say this like leader sort of um in order to get people to like him put on like you know all that's even after he was in power just continued to like put on events let's call them rallies (laughs) just for shorthand you know um you know he was just constantly doing rallies or like these gladiator fights to get everyone to like him to get all the people who liked him in one space to cheer for him Mm -hmm. Like that would be pretty relatable if that were a real yeah, life thing. Yeah, the, uh, to this movie. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It would be insane if that was real, though. Maybe like this was just a movie, dude. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's why we like movies because we get to escape to these worlds um, that are completely different from our own. Yeah, uh, and and that's what I really appreciate. Yeah, no, no one in this movie would ever be real. Like, come on, this 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 freaking man child walking phoenix. Like, no way. Come on, baby. Yeah. This is no. I this mean, is a move. And like they talk in the beginning of the movie, they talk about how there's a plague uh, spreading through Rome, and he's like, "I don't give a shit about a plague." Like <laughs> that would be wild if that happened in real a life. Ruler Nuts not giving even. a shit about a plague. Like, come on. Like rulers are all confident, baby. They yeah, trying to get rid of like the Senate that puts checks and balances on him. I mean, you know, maybe in the Roman Empire back in the day, but nowadays we, we fixed all that. All right. Baby, all right, come on. <laughs> These days we got it right. We nailed it. We, there's no more. There's no Commodus in real life. It doesn't happen. No, it just doesn't happen. All right, <laughs> God, humanity is the same for the for the past thousands of years. <laughs> Nothing has changed. It's all the same. Nothing has changed. Ridley Scott saw this coming. Except I have a podcast. That's the only difference between me and yeah, Marcus only, Aurelius. All right. Now here's here's the thing. Is like. Could you imagine if there was like a little scene where they just cut away to two guys sitting like around a table and kind of just talking about what was, I don't know, like the most recent stage play or whatever they saw. <laughs> oh my God. Big boy oh, plays. I was in the town square. Yeah, I was in the town square and there was a minstrel show and it was quite delightful. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I want I want my medieval Roman Empire podcast scene. I definitely, I need that bad. Oh boy, God! BB's always bringing real life into this, making me depressed. All right, <laughs> I know. I, well, again, I said don't read into it, and also it's not real, so whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> true, <laughs> very true. Oh yeah, also I forgot my prediction. Uh, Donald Trump is going to be in Justice League. So, oh yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean, as Snyder loves Trump, so he's going to put him in there. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll be a featured character for sure. Yeah. Uh, what else did I want to talk about in Gladiator? Um, um I guess I, I have my one complaint earlier where I, I could explain my, uh, dragging a little bit towards the end. I don't, yeah, at, please. At some point, I think, I think we got to like, 
there was a point where I was like, oh, we're getting to the third act now. What? I, I, it, it's been a bit since I watched it now. Um, so it's not as fresh in my mind, but there was a point where I, where I, it was clear to me, it was the third act. Now, I think it was when like, um, Maximus and everyone like finally decide that they're going to, they're going to kill Commodus or whatever. They're going to go for it. I feel like that's when we know. Yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna rally his army outside of, of Rome and, and stage a coup. Yeah. And at that, I feel like that part, part drag, there was just a lot of conversations for me at that point. Like, I think I, I think it's because I was ready. Like there was a scene where I was hype. Something ha- they were talking about like this overthrow, this coup. And I was like, okay, let's, let's do it. Get to it. But then they're like, no, nah, I got to talk to this person about it. Now I'm going to talk to this person about it. Now I'm going to talk to this person about it. And I just like dry. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I know this is going to happen now. And we have to have a bunch of scenes set it up. Uh, but I felt like there could have been less, maybe, or they could have speeded it up a little bit. Um, yeah, there is a lot of of because they basically have to get to the point where they've made the plan, and then Commodus also finds out yeah, about the plan. Yeah, 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 that's and, it. And like holds the little boy hostage and all that. Yeah, um, that's it. it. And then they arrest the senator. Yeah, so I, I can see that because that is ultimately in service to get us to that final confrontation, which is great. Where Commodus's hubris just destroys him. Yeah, I think that I think it ended fantastically. I think the third act yeah. was just like stretched out a bit, a bit too much, but when they got there, it was fantastic. So, yeah, no, I can, I can agree. I think there, the movie does hit this pace of like big action scene, people talking to each other, another big action scene, people talking to each other. And you sort of go back and forth until you get to the final like moments of the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say like those action scenes are so good. Oh, they're so good. I mean, it's, it probably was easy for Ridley Scott to make them so good because specifically, specifically for my taste, because immediately you just, you throw people into a gladiator ring and I'm just like, I'm all in like, I, like life or death fights immediately is a fantastic thing in any media, any TV show or mm-hmm. like with game of Thrones that had like life or death fights. I was like, these are my favorite episodes. Um, specifically yeah. I was like the Tyrion trial with, with that big fight was amazing to me. Like I love those yeah. types of things. Like, so I was all in for almost every fight and all of them were super entertaining to watch. Yeah. And I love that they like, they do these themed fights where they're like, Oh, your guy, your team is going to be the barbarians. Yeah. And then the other one's going to be like the Romans or whatever. So you guys are going to lose. And if you lose a gladiator fight, you're just, you're literally being sent. It's like the die. WWE. <laughs> Yes, exactly. It was predetermined, but because Maximus was a great general, yeah. he was able to like win against all odds, um, which I thought is such a great twist. And they even have the moment where the emperor is like, correct me if I'm wrong, but <laughs> barbarians are supposed to lose the Battle of Carthage, right? <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. I, I also like how there's a crowd the entire movie. T- just like seeing the crowd's reactions to everything is great. Yeah. And it, and it pays off brilliantly at the end where the crowd is literally just dead silent at the end of that last fight so mm-hmm. it was it was very very nice because the, the crowd was there the whole time and then it wasn't at the end and it made a big impact when it wasn't because there was a big yeah moment. yeah no i yeah I, I just love those those action scenes it's funny actually now that i'm thinking about it the first time i ever watched this movie um, I mentioned last time we recorded, this is one of my dad's favorite movies. 
Um, but the first time I watched it was in marching band practice mm. because my freshman year of high school, our marching band show for the season was the music of Gladiator. Oh. And our band teacher was like, yo, guys, you should probably see the movie uh, so we, so you have like a better context for the music and like where it comes in uh, into the story. So we had to get our parents to sign a permission slip to say it was okay for us to watch an R-rated movie. Oh my god! <laughs> um, in school, and so that was the first time I saw it. it was like in our high school auditorium uh, with the entire marching band. Wow. And your dad was uh, like, "Hell yeah, you can thing. watch this movie. It's my favorite one." Yeah, basically, he's like, "Oh, I love that movie." <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it was it was pretty sweet, uh, and it's it is still one of my one of my favorites. But yeah, I think. I actually echo your sentiment for sure. Like, I think it does slow down at certain points. Um, I think it, there are scenes that really have to be carried by the acting um, because there, there are just parts that just aren't super visually interesting. And I don't think that was always the case. I did really like Joaquin Phoenix hamming it up. I think his sister didn't have as much to do, so she wasn't as interesting. Yeah. Um, and Russell Crowe was... He was okay. Like, I liked his character a lot, but it, I'm not going to go out and say, like, he had to do some incredible acting to play it. Well, he did win Best Actor for this role, so... <laughs> I mean, Russell Crowe was hot, so hot at the time. He had to win Best Actor for everything he did, right? <laughs> That's true. That's fair. Was, yeah. I think he, I actually think he's really good. It's... Um, I mean, there's a reason that Are You Not Entertained moment yeah, is oh, so yeah, that, iconic. That's fantastic. And, and remembered so well. Yeah, I agree. Um but yeah, that's, uh, I, I guess that is my one sort of criticism that I agree with you about. Um, and it was, I think just because I was paying more attention to this movie, whereas like it used to be when I watched this movie, I would just sort of zone out when people were talking to each other <laughs> and, and wait so for the tiger. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, you know, like how 90% of people watch movies. Um, well now you, now you don't zone got, out. You just go on your phone during those parts, maybe. So that's true. Yeah. When you're at home, um, which is always now, mm -hmm. but yeah, that is sort of the thing. Like I'm, I, I was the problem. I might continue to be the problem where Hollywood was like, people don't want to see people watching. They want to see Iron Man <laughs> uh, or see people talking. They want to see Iron Man. And so, yeah, my, my obsession with Marvel movies in high school was probably stemming from that a little bit. Oops. Sorry, everyone. I ruined cinema. <laughs> Marty is yelling. What? Marty. Yeah. Calm down. Marty, calm down. Mar like, I'm a different man now, Marty. I'll, listen, I sat through three and a half hours of old men talking to each other for you, Marty. Where was Iron Man, Marty? Where was Iron Man? <laughs> I, if Iron Man had flown in in the middle of the Irishman and then like all the letters of the Irishman title like moved around <laughs> and it created Iron Man, that would have been a five-star film. Even if it was the last second of, of the film. <laughs> the very last second. Fucking Robert De Niro is in his rocking, his like wheelchair, super old and decrepit. And they're like, can't you just tell us what happened? Uh, whatever, Irishman. His, his character's name was Irishman. Yep. Uh, and he's like, no, fuck you. I'm Robert De Niro Irishman. And then Iron Man, boom, flies down from the sky. And he's like, you're going to tell him what you know, dipstick. And then the Avengers theme plays and the text rearranges and it says Iron Man. Makes instead of no Man. sense. The twist would make a lot more sense if he became Iron Man. But no, Iron Man just, Robert no. Downey Jr. just comes. I was imagining like he flies off like he puts on the suit and flies off and then it's like oh my god that's how we became uh, iron man 
<laughs> no, that John, what you just proposed is a good idea. Sorry, and yeah. I want the most contrived, unimaginative MCU shoehorn into Dude, Irishman. That is what. Um, God, what is his name? What's the name of the sp- split director again? Why well, I can't remember. Uh, M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, that's the next M Night Shyamalan twist. Is he does like a really he does like one of these pieces that's like three and a half hours long that's like a really human story, but then it just mm-hmm. like it's secretly a superhero origin story, and he like becomes Superman or some shit, and then it then like M Night Shyamalan <laughs> makes a Superman trilogy or whatever off of it, like just be like not nuts. even I would say like not even a a superhero origin like the whole movie just happens, and at the end it like ends. I, like a cafe in New York, and then you see all the aliens from the end of, or from the of first Avengers movie come out, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And then the Avengers were flying around. I was like, "This is the backstory of one of the random <laughs> civilians in Avengers." <laughs> That's the twist. It's a backstory. It's, it's like a story of like love and loss, and like this whole this man's whole life story, there's, and then it ends, and we're like, "And this was in the MCU." There's no hint of superheroes in this universe at all. You, you think it's a normal story. And just all yeah. of a sudden, Iron Man flies by, and he's like, "What's happening outside?" <laughs> oh my God, are those alien whales? <laughs> wow, what a twist! M Night Shyamalan, get on it, and that get on it is why Gladiator is a know five star movie. movie is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love our tangents. Yeah, no, that was a good one. I'd say that's a that's one of the good tangents. That's a, that's a fantastic tangent. Ridley Scott's listening to it because he still to this day watches all all the criticisms of his movies because he's insane. And Ridley, thanks oh, for man. listening. Could you imagine, like, let's say twenty twenty five, they do the twenty five year like re release of Gladiator in theaters, and at the end of the movie, they play like a an interview with Ridley Scott, being like twenty five years of Gladiator, and he's just like, and I listened to this podcast called Big Boy Movies, and they just talked about M. Night Shyamalan Avengers movie for like 15 minutes. I don't give a shit, all right? What? Talk about my movie Gladiator. It's so good. Come on. Also, Deckard is a replicant. Stop saying he's not. (laughs) Wow, that would be (laughs) mind-blowing. I mean, he's basically already done that, but... Uh wow. What else? Anything else from Gladiator? Yeah, we um I think we touched a lot of a lot of bases. Um how'd you feel about the incest? Was that anything? That for you? was uh uncomfortable, obviously. Yeah, well it was one sided incest, so not yeah. usually not what we're used to in our modern world. Yeah, yeah, I was I was kind of like, well, Game of Thrones did this, but I, but it's like, well, Gladiator came out before that, obviously, before the show. Yeah, at least. but also they came out for, before yeah, the book. I'm pretty sure. Yes, the book came out before the movie. <laughs> um, but I guess I guess humans did incest first before Game of Thrones and before mm, Gladiator. That's true. George R. R. Martin does not own incest. <laughs> no. So I guess they were just basing it off humans and how weird they are. You know, I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said earlier, I wish um, I wish that the sister, uh, I can't remember her name, had more of a care. Obviously, she had a backstory and it was sad, but it seemed like she was just there to be 
creeped on the whole time and it, that I felt bad for her. Yeah. That was Yeah, I thought it was funny in the beginning of the movie you have Marcus Aurelius talking to her and being like if you only you had been born a man you would have been the greatest emperor. And I was thinking like that makes sense cuz it's ancient Rome like they wouldn't let a woman be emperor, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's also something that would just never be in a movie today. Oh yeah. Yeah. I it's just like that one line I feel like people I like listen I'm not saying that movies are too PC um, <laughs> I, I just think it would be like it's it's just more shocking to hear today because you don't really hear it yeah um, because I think studios are trying to pander a little bit more yeah yeah um, so if this was made yeah, today I, think she I just thought that was funny she would have had a Wonder Woman plot right yeah well <laughs> Wonder Woman was Greek so maybe there could have been a little crossover there yeah yeah they should have done a crossover yeah, like the two guys are fighting at the end of the movie and then she jumps down yeah. and this is the M. Night Shyamalan twist where she's Wonder Woman oh, the whole wow. time. wow. God, they should have had Shyamalan direct this thing. Yeah, Shyamalan for every movie. Yeah, still the greatest twist was when I found out he was the director of one movie after Earth. I didn't even know. What, <laughs> yeah. You know, the fantastic twist when we saw that on the screen. Um, yeah, it all made sense. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> this movie sucks. That's why it was bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I do wish she there was that whole scene and I thought it was setting up something more with her character than basically being mm-hmm. the victim, which kind of sucked. But I mean, she does. St- she still does some stuff in the movie. So, yeah, yeah, yeah she has exactly. her, her moment. She helps set yeah. up the, the the failed escape plot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I guess she would have had more to do if it wasn't failed. Yeah, that's that's true. She would have helped a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of felt, but I, I felt bad for uh, her son though, who <laughs> Joaquin's like constantly hanging out with, and I'm just, yeah. Just like, just to... Yeah, this is my son now, <laughs> and he's gonna be just as shitty as me. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, well, yeah, I felt bad for her too. Like, that's my son. Why are you just hanging out with my son all the time? <laughs> yeah. I like hanging out with Uncle um, Joaquin. Like that's not his name. <laughs> Say the line. Say the line. <laughs> <laughs> There's some backs in real life thing. <laughs> he really likes hanging out with Joaquin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they still hang out to this day. Yep. <laughs> um. Anything else? Uh, anything else? I think. I think that might be Gladiator. I mean, um, I like that he died at the end. I guess that was. It felt fitting and good. And he went home. Yeah, he finally was, went home in a way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a nice, compl- I was literally going to say it was a nice completion of that sort of narrative where he, he finally gets to be with his family, yeah. um, which is what he wanted the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Which is why movies where people want to go home. So relatable. You know, you always shed a yeah. tear when someone finally goes home, even if it's could, could, dying. Could you imagine if, if <laughs> this movie ended and he like went to hell instead? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he like dies and he's like, oh God, I'm going to oh, hell. No. It's like, well, you did. You were the general yeah. that conquered like half the civilized world. Like that was pretty fucked up, dude. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> and Joaquin's there. He's like, yeah, we, we both fucked up pretty bad. Yeah, no, we were both pretty bad, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> oh yeah, that would be that. That would have been a better ending for sure. <laughs> <laughs> really satisfying. <laughs> really satisfying ending to Maximus. I I agree. Yeah. Um, I haven't even given my rating on Letterbox for this movie yet, which I am gonna do while I say it on this podcast, BB. Okay, please do it. I'm giving this movie four stars. 
I also gave this movie four wow. stars. Wow, twins. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And it's it's worth watching. And uh, yeah, that's, you know. <laughs> that's Gladiator. That's, <laughs> that's what they... That's Gladiator. That's, that was the acceptance speech um, when they won Best Picture. <laughs> you know, this movie... <laughs> that's Gladiator. This movie's good. And, you know, watch it. You know, that's Gladiator. <laughs> um, yeah. So I would say that there was a dream. That was big boy movies. And until next time, stay big, you beautiful boys and girls.